Okay, so one of my favorite things to do on earth <laughs> is study the Word of God. I, I really enjoy, I love a good Bible study session. And um, when I was starting out, I remember when I was starting out just uh, as a new believer, I was really intrigued in just getting some tips on how I can study because you see, you have this big book it's 66 chapter six it has 66 uh, different books and all these many verses and chapters and you're wondering where to where can i begin so i have this uh, particular episode today to just um, inform anybody who's in that kind of predicament and you know the few tips can help you know where to start or how to start or one or two three things here that you can implement and they can be of use to your study all right Welcome to Life and Godliness with Phil, your host over here, Phil Gashao, and I'm excited for this episode today. Um, I think this is a much-needed conversation, a much-needed topic, and this shouldn't just be tackled as, you know, podcasts and all that stuff, right? Um, I think this is an integral topic in any church, wherever there is discipleship classes, this should be a place where they can start, because it's one thing to have someone come into the faith. But it's another to give them the tips that will help them solidify their faith, right? So, yeah, um, uh, like I've said, when I was coming in, uh, of course, uh, my parents had all these resources. And, uh, okay, uh, that was a privilege of mine. They had these resources, they had these big commentaries, they had these big Bibles and all these materials. They had, you know, they had everything in their study. And so... I needed to know where to start. I needed to know where to go. And I think it's important for for anyone, you know, including the people who don't have the kind of privilege that I had when I had all this, I was uh, I had all this information and all these materials at my disposal. It's important for anyone to know the basics of where can I begin to know and study about the Word of God. So I think I'm going to. Uh, give some tips in two folds, right? Um, I'm going to give some tips in, in terms of how you can start knowing about the scriptures uh, from your church and then uh, not on your individual study because I think there must be community when it, when it involves the study of the word of God. There, the community must be must, must be um must be part of the study right okay so let's start with the basic you need to get a bible <laughs> i know i know you're thinking by the time we are wanting to know how to study it we have a bible but uh i'm not going to make that assumption get a good bible get an easy to read bible don't get a too easy to read bible that it's literally being summarized uh, but you can have someone recommend to you a good version. Um, uh, and I, I always like to say, don't be so dependent on one. I like Let your loyalty not be, you know, so much so on one particular version. Because some, ver- some verses are not explained the best way. And I think we understand the fact that uh, the Bible has been tra- translated from the Hebrew and the Greek languages so there's always some information that misses out in translation right some things are left 
you know some things are added some things are not added it depends right on who was the translator at that particular time also because uh, different scrolls were found at different times and that's why they are after the kjv they have come up other because the kjv was translated from the scrolls that were found first and then other translations like the niv and the esv have come up after more research has been done and other scrolls have been found and so sometimes you can see a bit of a miss the message remains the same but there's always like um uh you know they vary they vary in a few verses here and there so i i really usually recommend anyone who's interested in bible study or any believer for that matter not to you know not not to be loyal to one version i mean get you a nice like one of the these uh bible apps that have various versions and so you can hit the compare button and get this verse in different versions and get to understand uh, uh the different versions so that you can understand the word of god right so get but for a physical copy you might need to go for something that is not too you know not too uh how do you call it it's not too radical and also it's not too um complacent right you need a good version and i think at this point you need a, your pastor to make the recommendation for you just i hope you're going to church by the way <laughs> i we re, on this podcast we recommend that you are attending a bible founded and bible believing church because we know that the gathering of the brethren is one of the most important things in the life of a believer because well uh there's a lot of uh community in that and uh, you know community is the one thing that has uh, influence in the life of a believer so i would like to say outright that you must be going to church okay i no let me not put the must go to church but i recommend that your pastor at the church you go to <laughs> uh to recommend you a nice version that would be easy to read uh, especially because you're new at this and then as you're continuing you can make uh yourself familiar with the different versions just to be able to understand i mean get yourself into the kjv read a, a few thou these you know and, and shant you know read a few of those as much as you're reading uh the other basic books or just the straightforward ones like the NIV the NIV version happens to be the most uh famous or the most widespread in terms of uh purchase uh but also uh when you go to the theology side you can see they really like the ESV and uh you'll also see a bit of NKJV but there's i mean these thousands of versions at this point so get some a good uh, uh, a great person you know uh that you trust to recommend you a good version so that's number 1 i also think uh one of the second things that you can do is you can just start by attending the services at your church and when you're attending every sunday service you go with a notebook and your physical bible there is something about believers okay no about human beings that we don't uh as in this needs to be taught enough we are pictorial beings so first and foremost we might think that that stops when we are kids because uh, kids learn a lot with pictures i mean if i'm to show my little boy uh, a ball 
I will have to literally pick up a ball or the picture or the image of a ball and show him so that he can associate the word ball to the actual ball itself. So this is the same with us. It's the same with human beings. When we see something, we're able to conceptualize it better and we're able to remember it better. So it's important for you every Sunday not to go and look and stare in the face of your pastor. It's important to carry your physical copy, really the physical book, the Bible, and also a notebook. Why? Because in your writing, in your inscribing of the notes, you are going to also conceptualize and understand and even to the point of remember what is being taught every Sunday morning. Don't just walk into church on Sunday to check in the attendance list, attendance list and be like, yo, I made it. Take a few selfies here and there with your buddies and then be like, I'm done. No, make sure you go there to still extend and get more time in when it comes to Bible study. It's important. It's important because what is being taught there on Sunday, um, assuming that you are going to a Bible believing church, is Bible. It's, it's Bible. It's scripture. And you can write them down. You can see those verses physically on your, on your Bible. You can underline personally, me, myself, and I. I love to highlight. In fact, I have like three highlighters. So when the word of God is being preached and, you know, he mentioned, uh, he or she mentions a scripture and they're like uh, Hebrews 9, 8. And then they say, you're going to read that at home. No, sir. I'm reading it right now. <laughs> I'm turning there very quickly, of course, because I like to also familiarize, uh, you know, I, I want to familiarize myself with where each book of the Bible is. I want to see that physical scripture. I want to highlight it very quickly or just, you know, circle it and align it with my Bible quick. And then I can follow quickly with the man of God or the servant of God or whoever, the gender or whatever, whatever they are teaching. But I like to underline it so I can see it physically. I do that often on, on, on our midweek services because on Sunday I happen to have my youngest son with me. So I'm not very, you know, I don't have all my hands uh, to underline and all that. But I always watch, I always uh, watch the, 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 the live streams. You know, I play them back in the course of the week and I now do the physical underlining. I know what was preached in the first service because I usually don't attend the first service in our church. I attend the youth service, which uh, runs concurrently to the first service. So I come back, I check out what they were learning in the first service. I have it as, you know, some of my personal devotion time, which is, this is already, I'm giving you some tips for the next part B, right? Uh, of, of, this, of these tips that I have. But basically, your services in church can act as your number one source of Bible study. You know, you don't have to look for pastors outside. You don't have to look for great, you know, theologists and all these other professors. You don't have to. You can just start right there in your church. Carry your Bible, carry your notebook, and make use of them. Put your phone down, sis. Don't say that your Bible is on your phone. Why? Because when you're trying to remember that word and where you saw it, it is harder for you to remember it from your phone because your phone, you see the image of your, the phone, you, as you see so many things from your phone that it is not, doesn't really paint a, a good image or a good picture for memory. But with a book, yani the Bible, the physical copy, it is so easy for you to know that chapter five is on the left-hand side of the book. Uh, chapter eight of Hebrews is on the right-hand side. That's how, by the way, I memorize. In fact, I cannot preach without my actual, actual Bible because even when I'm 
even when I, a, a verse pops into my mind and I hadn't put it in my notes, I know, I can almost see where that verse is. So it's easier for me to quickly open if I didn't have those, uh, that verse in my notes. It's very easy for me to find it and locate it because of picture memory, right? So carry your physical, that's just my, 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 my tip. I mean, carry your physical copy, carry a notebook, have that in check, right? Okay, so let's go to the, to the third one. Also, if your church has like a Bible study um, in, in the course of the week, it would be important to attend that, right? Um, some churches have, you know, Bible study on one day, then they have discipleship on another day, and they have like now a midweek service as well, you know, like uh, a service in the, in the middle of the week. I mean, attend all of those if you can. <laughs> or watch them online, watch the playback online. That would, these are very good resources for you. They are the best resources for you. Because one, this is the church you attend, and this is the fellowship, this is the gathering that you're usually with. And also, this is a good place to get some direction before you're able to have enough, um, you know, to, 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 to know, to have the, the knowledge to know how to paint out the word of God for yourself. It would just start with what is available. Get to a church, uh, attend all the services. If they're having a Bible study, you know, some churches have the Bible study where they're teaching specifically. We're starting with Genesis right now. Chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3. If, if you have that kind of a resource in your church, then I would highly recommend that. Nonetheless, just like point number one, uh, sorry, point number two, I think it would be important to attend all the services that are available to you so that you can utilize the resources that are available, right? So I think I'm done with the part that involves community. So let's go to... Um, Let's go to the part where we are looking at your personal time. You're at home, uh, you know, this is, you want to wake up in the morning and you want to have a bit of a devotion before you head on to school, to work, or to go about your day, etc. These are a few of the tips that I can give with this, uh, on that particular spectrum. I think it would be important to start with a book that one, you're interested in. What is one story that you really like? What, what story? Is it about Elijah and Elisha? You've heard the pastor talk about that so much so, so you want to uh, get a bit of the beginning of the story all the way to the end. All you know is when he was taken up with a wild wind. And, <laughs> or maybe how you know that, uh, you know that Elisha received a double portion. You know, those are some of the most uh, highlighted parts especially in Salmon's ETC. So you, what interests you the most? I would like you, I would recommend that you start with what interests you the most rather than what you don't even know about. Because with interest, you will, you will have consistency and persistency. And that's what you need with Bible study. You just need to be consistent. So number one, when it comes to your personal time, like when you're just by yourself, uh, leave alone the resources that you can get from church and all that. Um, I highly recommend that you start with something that you're interested in, right? I would also th say that you need to be intentional. Be very intentional with whatever it is that you choose to start on. If it's Elijah, I mean, go the whole way. If it's Daniel, go the whole way. Don't just read chapter 1 and 2. Because I think the story of Daniel, uh, most of the sermons come from chapter 1 and 2. <laughs> and then that's it, done. 
or maybe at most maybe we go to chapter to chapter three so let's let's get on with it let's get on with it quickly let's move forward uh if you're starting daniel finish get to the bottom get to the final of of daniel if you're reading esther you know uh if you're reading deborah if you're a woman i think every woman needs to read uh, deborah the story of deborah just to understand how uh, magnificent um her ministry and just the the, uh, the uh, uh, her life was so Anyway, some of these things, you know, if you're starting with Deborah, I mean, go the whole way, get to Judges, you know, read the whole of the story, read the song, there's a whole song there, <laughs> and you're probably thinking this song doesn't make sense, read this, read it, Re be intentional when you begin, please finish, don't leave them into halfways, because then again, you won't know and understand the background, the story, and also, you know, the impact in the life of a believer, you can't make an application in a story that you haven't completed. This also being in, uh, intentional to com to start and complete will help you to form a good basis of 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 theology. You know, a good theological basis. Uh, why am I saying this? Because it will help you to to avoid taking scripture out of context. Sometimes when you just pick one verse, it's so easy when we pick one verse and we are like, this is the verse, and we can preach the hell out of this one verse. But that's not what God intended, because if it was one verse, there would be one verse in each book, and that would be the end of it. But there's thousands of verses, and they all make a sense. Um, just to put it out there, that the body, the Bible is one big story from Genesis all the way to Revelation. And so you must keep asking yourself that question. How is Genesis related to the story of Judges? How is Judges related to the story of Esther? Where does Samuel come into play in all this? What about Jeremiah? What about Zephaniah? Oh, I heard there's a guy called Obadiah. So what is his story and what is his role in the whole of this thing? And then there's Jesus Christ, whom we obviously know who, uh, you know, his greatest role. But how does all this, you know, all this Hosea, there's Jonah, there's all these different prophets and different books that are in the Old Testament. And you can very easily assume them. When you start and finish, you can start to paint the picture or to fit where it's a puzzle piece. Imagine the word of God as a puzzle piece. And you see how a puzzle piece has thousands of pieces. You know, the, the, so when you, when you read, when you finish a whole book, you're able to know where this puzzle, puzzle piece fits. Obviously, because the word of God, the Bible is not, uh, has, uh, when it starts, it's in order. But there in the middle, um, uh, we kind of mix it up. It's not in uh, in order of time, right? It's not in order of time because, I mean, Job comes before Abraham, but you can see where the placement of Job comes in. So we might must also be very, very absolutely intentional with starting uh, whatever book we're going to read and finishing, whatever story we're going to read and finishing it so that we can be able to fit the puzzle, to fit that puzzle into the whole puzzle piece. We need to be able to fit that piece into the whole puzzle. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, this will help us to not take verses out of context. This will help us to understand why there's one verse that absolutely does not correlate to other verses. It can now be dated or be explained and be understood in its placement. Because the Bible, the word of God was written by men who are inspired by the Holy Spirit. And there is absolutely no way that the Holy Spirit can contradict himself. So it is important to understand that one verse that's talking about uh, love and another verse that's talking about something different 
they cannot they mean they may not look like they mean the same but you need to understand the verse in its context in its audience in its time we need all those information and you cannot do that when you're reading a verse every day a verse every day is not going to help out so that is why one of my best and main tip is is being intentional start and finish if you're reading genesis i mean it's got 50 chapters please get on through with it don't get bored in the story of Isaac. I mean, we've got the story of Jacob. Uh, we have the story of, of, of Joseph. And all of these paint a great picture and they paint a good foundation. They give a good foundation into understanding the rest of the scripture. It's the promise that Abraham stands upon that is come, you know, that Jesus comes to fulfill it. So you need that background. You need to understand that and fit that puzzle piece. Not to say that you must read the Bible in its order of, you know, of events. No, you don't have to. You need to read and understand each book so that you can be able to know where it is placed. So that when you read another book or another chapter or whatever it is you're reading, you can place it again. Be intentional, start and finish. Right? Yeah, so also I would like to say that you need to be patient. You need to, to, to be patient and, and, and you shouldn't rush over stuff. Don't be in a hurry to just read the book of Genesis. Quickly, these are 50 chapters. So the story goes like this. You can camp over it. You can stay on it. I'll give an example of how when we, we extended our Bible study, my friends and I have been doing this Bible study. This is our seventh year. And so when finally last year, we decided to extend our Bible study uh, to other people and, and have it, uh, you know, have other people join us online. We've been doing Exodus. First and foremost, can I just say that the whole of last year we did Genesis? Yeah. My friends and I did Genesis for the whole of last year. Those are 50 chapters. We were, we were only able to do one chapter every day uh, because we, we meet once a week online and all that. And so right now we've been doing the book of Exodus and I feel like I have even been taking the book of Exodus a bit faster than Genesis because I kind of just want to finish it and go to the next book, right? Nonetheless, I've not been over rushing it to the point that we are not able, you know, to understand what we are doing because at most, a maximum, I do three chapters, which I'm not even able to do. I even ask for more time because we meet for about an hour and a half. Gosh, I feel like I'm talking so fast. <laughs> Where am I rushing to? Gosh, okay, let me uh, pace myself and slow down. So usually... We, we, we do like a maximum of, of th or maximum of three chapters. And on the days that I do those three chapters, I find myself asking for more time, you know, asking for the, the uh, asking the people for more time. Because usually we start at 8.30, around 8.30 p.m. And we are finishing at 10 p.m. So sometimes I have to ask for like 15 more minutes uh, just to be able to finish that particular chapter because leaving it hanging... Uh, I just don't like leaving stuff hanging, especially a whole chapter. Let's just finish that chapter. So... Um, I think it's important for you to not rush over. Don't pace yourself. You know, like, be patient and be intentional. I want to understand. The purpose here is depth. It is depth over the finishing of the book. Understand what the book is about. Understand the story. Understand the covenants. Understand the themes. Understand the sacrifice. Understand how it's painting or rather how it's relating to the greater picture of the story of Jesus Christ. Right? 
you need to you need to pace yourself don't be in a rush i think new testament books are the ones that are a bit faster to do especially like the letters some have four chapters i mean you can finish that in two days tops in your uh, you know like personal devotion and all that but with the old testament books they have a lot of depth a lot of depth they have a lot of laws that need to be understood they have a lot of prophecies they have a lot of themes different types of styles that you need to understand you know this discourse this poetry this narrative there's all these different themes that you need to understand to acknowledge what the holy spirit was trying to do with that particular book don't i mean are you getting <laughs> we are not we are not we are not in a rush there's no exam at the end of this okay there is one <laughs> not a literal exam the way you'd think that i need to finish the coursework so that i can pass the test no um just read and understand and if you've not understood read again get a commentary get a, an expository uh, what done for that chapter focus understand and then look at how you can apply that into your life because if we are reading just to complete we'll miss on the part of application we will read it like a novel a novel that you know all oh, this has happened many years ago and it has nothing to do with me because uh, this happened to many people ago uh, many people a long time ago but it is important it is important to read the scriptures and find the way in which it can be applied in the areas that are applicable it's important to apply them into your daily living that way the word of god will take effect in your life making you good and making you perfect and complete lacking in nothing hallelujah so basically that's that's those are those are my 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 greatest tips obviously these are the tips that have helped me i hope you can implement either of them i'm not done i have left the last tip which is my favorite tip for last i've saved the best for last this is the best tip by the way while you're studying the scripture um it is important to know that the bible is one story right the bible is one story all pointing to jesus christ So wherever you're reading, whoever you're reading, whatever they're saying, whatever is happening, you must keep asking yourself, how does this apply or fit in to the main story? With that at the back of your mind, you're much easier to read the Bible in its context, to read the Bible and understand to read the bible and apply it in its full effect because you know this is a story you, wherever you are you need to constantly ask yourself how does this paint to the general story or to the broader story of Jesus Christ how does this apply what is this about how does this make sense to that that is a question that you must seek to answer every single time you're reading you must seek to answer that question by the way i think uh i should come on here and do a bible uh, uh, sorry a book review there's a book i read uh, that shows how the bible is um how jesus is the center of of the whole of scripture and it was such a great read it really shaped the way i read the bible and it was a good good book 
which should add to another one of my other tips <laughs> you can read other books written by scholars um uh, this one is a bit of uh okay let me put that in quote form because you can read some scholars you know some when people are giving their opinions uh they can give you some opinions that are a bit radicalized because of their context and uh, because of their application in in the society that they're living in so um, this is a tip, but I would like to ask you to be very careful on receiving tips of how to read the Bible from different books or different novels or different scholars, because then again, you are you face the challenge or the temptation to take the Bible in the perception of someone else and not in the perception of the actual word that you have actually read. So it is a tip. Uh, but I would like to ask and urge you to be a bit careful when you're getting a novel or a written book uh, to understand scripture. Nonetheless, there are some great teachers and Bible scholars who have written some amazing books. They will help you understand some concepts of scripture, some moral laws, you know, some, some great stuff. Um, I don't know, do I have some books that I would like to recommend right off the bat? uh i don't know uh i would like to <laughs> i'd like to do that on a different podcast um yeah so that i can be a bit intentional look through my study and see some of the books okay the one book that i have at the top of my head is holier than thou by jackie hill perry that book was tremendously beautiful my i can't you know why i can't <laughs> Okay, she's poetic. She's a poet. So the, the style is written, is, is a bit poetic. So I loved the, the style. Okay, I love the style even more than the content. But the content, just uh, the great content and the research that she had done for that topic of God's holiness, uh, just topped it all off. So that's one book that I have right off the bat. Um, I've forgotten the order of the book, of the author of the book that I've just mentioned right now, uh, Jesus at the Center. I've forgotten the other i think it had multiple authors it was a yes i remember it was a conference by tgc the gospel coalition and they made each session from that from that conference into a book in the, they compiled it into one book and i thought Mwah, beautiful well done um yeah so there's that uh yeah so i think you need to be very careful with some of the novels you're reading some of the books you're reading because well, the scholars, you need to test and try and understand the scholars before you get to the book itself. Right. Other than that, there are some people who have gone even ahead of time and created some books or some form of devotionals for you to be able to, uh, to start. It's a, a good place to benchmark, a good place to start off. Uh, I think that's great. I just feel like it's a bit limiting sometimes when you want to go a bit deeper in the word. And, uh, you know, some devotionals are so quick to just give you the lesson of the day, a bit of, you know, it's like a dopamine, a dose of dopamine, and then bam, you're good to go. But I feel like the greatest and the best form of, of devotion is a devotion that can be continued tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And not just that, but can... Uh, really help you to understand the scripture, not in the image of you and how you apply it, but in the image of Christ and what it means uh, in the story, the ultimate story of Jesus Christ. So 
I'm a bit also 50-50 with that, but that doesn't mean that I didn't, uh, I didn't have a season in my life where I used some of these devotionals. My parents were big on those as well. They had uh, one that had a devotional for each day for of the year. So they would get the book in January and they would finish it in December. They had a, So while they were doing the copy for that year, for like, for example, if they were doing a copy for 2023, I was doing the copy for 2022. Um, just because... I think at that point of my growing up, I wasn't willing to commit to what my parents were doing. I thought in my life, <laughs> I thought I should do my own thing. So that's why I was doing uh, behind them. Anyway, um, another thing that can really help before I go, I feel like I have, I had more points than I had written, but uh, I think the Holy Spirit is just reminding me of a great, uh, some more points. I think it's important to get a good commentary. A commentary is a bit of an exposition or an explanation of the verse that you're currently reading in context to the book and the research that have been done by theologists. So a commentary is a good place to start. Just do your research on commentaries. Nonetheless, I always recommend, it's good to get some physical copies of commentaries. It's good to get many versions, many different commentaries and read through and see the similarities in them. They should have some similarities. But of course, there are some people who are in... Um, you know, have a bit of the radicalized views that have some commentaries that absolutely just, they just don't make sense. And so it's important for you to get a good one. Uh, and there's an online one that I, there's a free online one by David Guzik and it's called The Enduring Word. It not only is online, like on your desktop, but they ha he has an app for that. And it is, it is great. He's one of the best Bible teachers, honestly, uh, and much. Doesn't mean that I have listened to all his sermons, so don't come for me. <laughs> it's usually hard to recommend a, a, a teacher of the word because uh, sometimes, you know, money is to error. And so sometimes someone can be, and look at what he said about people and this and that. Uh, so chill out. <laughs> chill out on that. But I have uh, followed, I've, I've seen his expositions. I've followed them, I've read, I use his online commentary, and I think it's by far one of the best free online resources that are there for any Christian. It's free, it's accessible, it's just great. But obviously, like I say, just like I say with the, the different Bible versions, I think with commentaries, it's the same. Have a couple of different versions, have a couple of different commentaries from different authors, um, you know, so that you can be able to broadly understand the scriptures and the context of each verse, right? Is there anything that I have forgotten? I don't think so. So, I don't know if I can summarize. Can I summarize all the points that I've said? So, number one, what was I saying? I said get a Bible, get a good version, get uh, and also cross-check with other versions as well. I said also that you should attend the, your church services with your Bible and your notebook because that's also a good place to know and study the Word of God. Um, you can attend your church Bible study if they have one. And then in the other part of your personal Bible study, I, I said you can uh, start with a place with, with a story uh, that you're interested in. You can also, uh, you should also be intentional. When you start something, make sure you go through with it. If you're on Daniel chapter one, make it all the way to the end of the book of Daniel. 
if you're in Genesis, make it to the end of Genesis because that will help you to understand verses and to read verses in their context. Also, I said don't rush over it when you're reading. Don't be in a hurry to finish the book or to finish the whole Bible. Uh, be more concerned about the depth and your understanding so that your application of the Word of God can be in context and in its correctness. Another point I said was you can get a good online, uh, a good commentary. It would really help you on that. Um, yeah, a good commentary is a good accessory uh, for anyone who's trying to study the word of God. And I think the most important, the, I didn't save it for last because I added others, but for now, <laughs> as I say, I, I've, I've saved it for last right now, uh, it's good to have this statement at the back of your mind when you're doing your Bible study that the Bible is one story from beginning to the end, all pointing to Jesus Christ. Once that is in your mind, when you're opening whatever book you're opening, when you're opening, reflecting on any verse, you can ask yourself, how does this ultimately paint or prepare to Jesus Christ? And you will be reading the Bible and understanding it in the context in which the Holy Spirit inspired it to be. Right. Yes. So those are my tips for studying or for Bible study. Uh, you can apply whichever you want whichever you feel or you see fit. Uh, nonetheless, that's what has helped me thus far. Of course, right now, that's not how I'm doing my Bible study. It has I've definitely evolved in my study of the Word of God. Sometimes I can camp over a verse for, my goodness, I can camp over it for a whole day, just doing my research, understanding what it meant. We've said, woman, wh why woman? Why, my, I mean, now I'm a bit, um, now my interest in Bible study has grown. Obviously, it has expanded. And that is how I'm able to teach the Word of God because I do quite a lot of study. And I don't, I don't study to teach. I study to understand and learn. And it's only that I have been given the opportunity by God to be able to teach that I'm able to teach. Nonetheless, I would still continue to study the Word of God. I remember even before I was teaching, at some point during COVID, when I had just had my first son and I was at home and I thought, why would I be, be, be lonely and just bored? I was doing quite a lot of Bible study that time, not for the purposes of teaching. In fact, that is where my, my, uh, my interest in studying the word of God really, ex like it blew up because I had so much time. I didn't have a really stubborn baby at that time. Um, so he, you know, during naps or when he was awake, I was able to do a lot of study, Bible study, and my interest really, really grew. So um, obviously from then till now, it's been three years, you know, between 2020 and now, uh, within those three years, I've been able to learn and understand. I already have, uh, I've done my research on, you know, great resources and great references when I need to counter check something that one commentary is saying or one scholar is saying and I need to counter check it. I already have my, you know, my list of references. I have already formed that by now and it keeps growing and it keeps expanding because you keep getting in. I, I, I mean, with the internet, you we keep being made aware to more and more Bibles scholars to more and more resources and i think that is one of the best things that we have that our parents did not or the previous generations did not have 
we have the opportunity and the, we have the exposure and we have uh, the, you know, we, uh, we have them at our disposal, all these different resources, we have them at our disposal and uh, we can very easily just access them. Some you have to pay, you know, nonetheless, uh, I mean, the cost of printing, let's account for that. Uh, but nonetheless, some are free and, and we can be able to learn more, understand more and, and you know, get this, uh, get access to all these things. So yeah, I think uh, as you keep going, this is for a place, a person who is starting out or someone who has been, you know, confused as they have been, have been, have they been studying through the years, they are confused on what to do. Uh, so I thought, how about uh, I share these tips that helped me to map out a good pathway on how I do the study. Yeah, they've really helped me. They've really been of, you know, effect in my life. And I obviously would not be giving these tips if, they did not, you know, mean something to me. So I do hope that you're able to find a way to study the word of God because it is important to meditate on the scriptures uh, so that uh, we can receive all of God's goodness and we can be everything that God wants us to be. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Those were some of the tips that I had to share, but I would really like to know some of the tips that have helped you with your Bible study. Interact with me on the socials on IG at Life and Godliness with Phil or my personal handle Phil.gashao. So I'm going to put a post out uh, and you can interact with me and let's see how, um, see how, what other tips that you guys have. And, you know, we can all share and learn from each other. Thanks for listening. See you here next week. Bye.